everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We are talking May Hallmark movies from Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And it was an interesting month for them. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Megan is here. Hi, thanks for having me. Our good friend Betsy's here from Hallmark Happenings. And thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Betsy, this is your first time since the holidays coming on the podcast. Um, so, how is your? Uh, have you had a good twenty twenty two? It's flying by. I'm like, yeah. how are we halfway through this year? I just can't believe it. It's going to be Christmas so soon, and I'm like, what is happening with time? It flies. Really, I mean, we are. <laughs> We are under t- two months before I start like seriously planning the Christmas coverage season, mm-hmm. <laughs> which seems crazy, <laughs> but it's true. I started August uh, planning it all out. And, and, uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, but, and uh, what about you, Megan? How has your 22 been? Yeah, it's been good. I agree. It goes by faster and faster every year. <laughs> I just can't believe it. That's they're they're getting out of school next week, and I'm so confused. It feels like we just started the school year. <laughs> so yeah, good keeps well, going flying by. How do you think that Hallmark has has been doing in 2022? I think it's been up and down. Um, specifically with the Hallmark movies and mysteries, I miss the mysteries. <laughs> Give me some mysteries, yeah. please. And I, I've seen other people on Twitter and, you know, and say things like that. I think they, they're really missing out on that. I don't know if part of it was because they lost the, you know, Aurora Tea Garden um, franchise. I, but I miss the, I miss the mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. We, if we only, I think only had three, I think this year, the whole year. Yeah. It, yeah it, there, mm-hmm. there was none this month at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Betsy? I know you don't watch the mysteries, but what do you think about 2022 Hallmark? Oh man. I'm like trying to remember. There's so many movies. <laughs> it's like, how do you keep track of that? And like, I don't know how you keep track. Cause I know you watch like so much stuff. I'm trying to think oh, so much Italy. That's all that comes to yeah. mind. Like so much Italy, which I like Italy. That was a lot of Italy. <laughs> yeah. Italy was on the mind. Because you had always Amore, you had a Welcome to Mamas, you had the second uh, uh, Wedding Bell movie, and I feel like there was even more, but those three, it was a lot in yeah. a concentrated period. It was, you know, I have, uh, there are other places people can go, such as Greece, such as <laughs> Egypt, uh, I mean, Finland, Norway, there's so <laughs> many places, and it would be nice to, you know, expand our horizons a little bit with True. these movies. <laughs> It's true. Like that was kind of nice about that Iceland movie they did a couple of years ago is it was someplace different that I don't really know a whole lot about. Exactly. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I said it before. I think it's been a bit of a rough patch for them. I feel like they're kind of putting all of their kind of emotional work and uh, effort into this upcoming Christmas season so it better be awesome is, is what I say, because we've kind of, we've paid the price <laughs> earlier in the yeah. year because of that. Uh, 
it just felt kind of like they're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what will stick. And yeah, they the old regime had its flaws, but at least it seemed more. What do I want? Word I want to use? It seemed more planned and cohesive. And there was like the seasons, and there was, you know, it 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 all seemed to kind of make sense a little bit more. Whereas it's like all of a sudden here they'll try like a drama and here they're going to try this. And, and then one we're having a movie where they go back in time. And then we're going to have a movie where, uh, where there's ghosts involved, you know, like it just seems like they don't really have that sort of, there's something comforting about sitting down and being like, I know exactly what I'm watching. I know exactly what I'm getting. And yeah, some people might call that boring. And sometimes it can be when it's not done well, but there's also an appeal to that in the yeah. in the old hallmark brand i 100 percent agree i like to i'm one of those people who likes to watch the same movies over and over again my husband's the opposite mm-hmm. if once he watches a movie he can't watch it again for like 10 years <laughs> but i and i realized like i think that's one of the reasons i like the hallmark too is because i do like to know what i'm getting into if i'm going to invest yeah. my time to watch something i want to know i'm going to like it and i want to kind of know what i'm getting into but the other thing is that there really wasn't much diversity this month. I mean, all yeah. of the ladies, mostly blonde, all white, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and all both white couples. So, you know, I, I, I would like to see more more diversity, which, you know, they've kind of tried to talk about. So hopefully we'll see how it goes this Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I uh, when I sat down to watch Love Classified, part of the reason why that movie disappointed me is I was really hoping for a diverse, bubbly rom-com. And instead I got this kind of family drama with these characters I didn't like very much. And so I was, I was frustrated uh, because I thought they sold me something they didn't deliver. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then the um, uh, second, second chance at love that's another one with diversity that did not deliver in my opinion. So that's really frustrating because it's like, I want to promote, of course, the diversity, but I want the films to be better right? Um, too. I don't know. So it's, it's, it's hard. Spring with just one kiss. That was very well done. I really enjoyed it. And I liked always on Maury too. Um, but I don't know. Betsy, do you have a highlight of one they've had so far that you, uh, mm. that you really liked? <laughs> oh, I liked just one kiss a lot. I thought it was super snappy and mm-hmm. I loved that you saw different actors and the leads and I just, everything about it was great. It was one of my favorites in a very long time. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this May lineup was definitely again, kind of that just throwing stuff at the wall kind of a thing. And most of these were acquisitions. You could tell, um, I'm, Hey, I'll just say it up front. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of most of these movies. There was one that I liked, but, uh, but I like everybody involved. So it's not personal. It's just my personal taste. So what can we do? Uh, but it'll be fun to talk about it. Uh, but let's dive in. We have a uh, first one warming up to you on the 7th of May Hallmark channel, Cindy Busby, Christopher Russell, Ken Stryker, and this has four writers for this movie. Uh, it's directed by Christy Will Wolf and the writers, Christy Will Wolf, Pamela Rice, uh, W. Stewart, and uh, Stephen Kent. And the 
summary is Kate is a fitness instructor who leaves Los Angeles to take a job at her best friend's wellness retreat. To her surprise, A-list actor Rick Steele is assigned by the studio to train with her for his feature film. Not only does the duo make a breakthrough athletically, but they also equally break through some personal walls and find an unexpected friendship that is put at risk when Rick's co-star is also sent to train with Kate. So... (laughs) Betsy, what did you overall think about this movie? Well, I, I didn't realize how much I liked Christopher Russell. Just like, he's so attractive, but he's so goofy. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's such like the nice balance that I feel like it's hard to find. He was just a, an interesting one to watch in this. Um, gosh, it was beautiful where they filmed. I'm sure it was like Vancouver. I thought the scenes at the, you know, retreat were just beautiful I was like I wish I could go there but um it was there were some funny moments like the avocado green when he asked her color and he was like ew the 70s and I was like oh, that's kind of funny uh, but there were some funny like little lines here and there and then I know I saw in your notes you mentioned the references to Outlander which I'm a big fan of Outlander so I, I we can talk about that if you want to yes. <laughs> but yeah that's my my quick spin on things I just got caught up on Outlander literally <laughs> this week uh, I binge watched the show and I, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed. It's so good. It was shocking to hear that because, you know, I don't feel like a lot of Hallmark fans could handle Outlander no. in its intensity, but <laughs> I appreciated the reference. <laughs> it's definitely not Hallmark friendly, but it's a good show. If you want good acting, good story, creative, well shot, well done, amazing chemistry, <laughs> Jamie here, here. yes um, and of course then they also refer to Bridgerton several times so I'm not sure what was happening with all of that but it was fun and it was surprising <laughs> uh, but what did you think of this one uh, uh, Megan well in the first like five minutes she offended me <laughs> like <laughs> So she says, she tells, uh, I agree with um, Betsy that the actor was very handsome. And in the first like two minutes, she tells him that she can tell if you're fit just by looking at you. And I thought, oh dear. (laughs) Like, first of all, I just don't, that's not true. That's harmful thinking to say that you can look at someone and determine their their fitness or health level. Um, I just didn't like that. I thought, she, you know, shaming the guy for drinking a milkshake and then shaming the other guy for eating some fried chicken. I mean, she just seemed very judgmental and she was not very easy to like. Um, I did think the scene where they did the, they were like practicing the stunt. I thought that was a funny scene. And I guess I wished it was more about like him getting in shape for the stunts, like having to lift 50 pounds or run or something besides losing weight. There was a lot of talk of losing weight. And I just felt like that was Mm -hmm. very dated. I feel we're in a more like body positivity movement. And I just wish it would have been more less weight loss talk. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like none of these people have ever had to lose significant amounts of weight they involved nobody yeah that's how it maybe i'm wrong but that's how it felt um it didn't feel true to any kind of weight loss experience certainly that i've had for better or worse uh i i felt like 
it really missed the mark as far as as teaching her if she's supposed to be a trainer you're supposed to teach your nowadays at least you're supposed to teach your uh student to uh, to make realistic lifestyle changes that you're going to keep throughout the rest of your life. So scenes like him roasting cauliflower instead of making a s'more is, I don't think, really a very realistic lifestyle change. It's not realistic that you're never going to have pizza again in your life. And there's nothing wrong with pizza. It's all about the to- totality of your of what you eat, not the uh not shaming yourself for every single decision that you can that you make so like instead of i mean a s'more has about 200 calories it's not like it's something that you can't work into a healthy diet you know you just don't have any other sweets that day or you and he'd been training all day so there's nothing wrong with having a s'more for uh for a treat you know? Um, so I didn't really like that. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can turn, say a pizza into a healthy meal that you have, uh, maybe put arugula on top, or maybe you, uh, you have a, you know, salad with it or some vegetables, or, uh, you just work it in. So that day you can have a piece of pepperoni pizza and not, and then move on with your life. Like that's, that's accurate to realistic lifestyle change that you're going to keep up. If they had made it seem like, okay, I've got to, as an actor for his job, like I've got, he's got to lose a certain amount of weight for a particular role. Cause that's something that does happen. And it doesn't necessarily need to be like a super lifestyle change, which was what they were acting like. So if, if he's going to play like a prisoner or something like that, where he needs to be stick thin, then yes, he's going to go on an extreme diet for that role. That is not going to be something that's expected to be a permanent lifestyle change, but that's not, that's not what was happening in this movie. I also feel like he would be more invested in making this happen because it's his job. Like, does he want to keep his job? He shouldn't have to be kind of like tricked into doing this. I mean, if he's basically James Bond in the movies, like he he should he should be invested more than her. Certainly, I don't know. What do you think about that, Betsy? I agree, and you know, as far as pizza goes, I am a fan of Domino's. And if someone wanted to make your pizza healthier, get thin and crispy because it's mm-hmm. less crust, and it also tastes delicious and crunchy. So that's it's crunchy pizza, the thing. Uh, but I agree. I mean, this day and age. It's kind of like, yeah, it's an odd kind of overall major theme as far as like the losing weight goes. Um, I don't know. It was, it was odd. And I know a lot of people had a problem with the fat suit, which I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. And there should have been more toning. Like let's, cause toning is just as important, if not more important than just like the cardio stuff, cause you got to build up your muscles to be strong. And that wasn't as yeah. much of a present thing if we're getting all fitnessy uh, yeah it was it was interesting um and as far as eating s'mores i would not recommend eating more than five at a sitting i've done that it doesn't end well but s'mores are great <laughs> you're fine um i do not believe for a second that a hoity-toity spa like they showed at the beginning would be serving milkshakes oh i have a funny story i was going to tell you about because in the you know the beginning that 
um, spa was supposed to be like the place where all the celebrities uh-huh. were working out. So when I lived in LA, I wanted to join a gym and I wanted something like really, you know, low key. I want, needed it to be close to my house. So I would walk because if I couldn't walk there, I would never go. So I go to this gym. It's nothing special. First time I go, I see Dexter, Michael C. Hall. Oh, right. you know that actor? <laughs> and then I look around and I see Mc, McDreamy. No, no, McSteamy. <laughs> uh, Mark Sloan. <laughs> actor so they both worked out at this little hole in the wall gym (laughs) two huge celebrities so i feel like it's actually the opposite in la like uh, that sometimes they don't go to those flashy ones you could see them anywhere (laughs) right but definitely got me going to the gym more (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i also did not appreciate the fact that they were like shaming using an electric bike which can be actually a really empowering tool for Uh, Mm -hmm. fitness. My mom uses it all the time because she can go out with my dad, who obviously is faster on the bike than she is. And she can participate in the, in the activity. And it's not like you don't move your body at all when you're on an electric bike, it just helps you a little bit. And I don't know, just things like that just showed to me that this movie just was kind of clueless as far as, as, as far as the whole experience of, of losing weight and getting in shape. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. I like Cindy. I like Mm -hmm. Christopher a lot. I like both of them. They've been very good to the podcast. They're wonderful. I like Christy. This one just didn't work for me. Yeah, I agree. I think her character was just written. So judgmental. Mm -hmm. I feel like you said, she judged the electric bike and It made me think of the movie with Sarah Rue. Do you remember that movie they did? I think it was called All for Love. Yeah. And she has to go through like basic training because she's writing about, um, you know, that was a good one. Yeah. And they had those same kind of jokes where she has to do something physically challenging and it's hard. And, you know, they had those same kind of jokes, yet there was no talk of weight loss. It was all because she just needed to experience the, you know, basic training. And then they had like a funny joke about yoga. So I, I feel like there's a way to do this move, this kind of, these kind of jokes in this kind of movie without it, like, feeling the way it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm not even opposed to people, you know, wanting to lose weight for aesthetic goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just think it has to be kind of handled better. And this did feel, to use a kind of a lame word, it did feel a little fat phobic to me, like being being overweight is like the worst thing a person yeah. could be <laughs> like no no yeah I agree I I felt that way I did I and I mean when the scene where he has to do the weigh-in when yeah. she's like we're gonna ha- I I mean that was almost triggering I, yeah. like you said that it seemed like they had never lost weight it also seemed like they had never struggled with disordered eating because it yeah. was like some of this is problematic I agree <laughs> I agree. I did like the little side relationship. I think it was Sasha and Jared are their names. That was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like her, that actress. She's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what, Betsy, what would you give us one? One, two, five crowns. 
Oh, I'm never good at this. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to do this in relation to the other movies. And then the one, you know, we're about to talk about, uh, if you're going chronological order, uh, can I say well, it's one to five, right? Mm-hmm. Can I say, I'll just go with three. Cause that seems like, oh, I guess two and a half would be halfway. How about 2.75? <laughs> All right. Well, oh, that sounds good. What about you, Megan? What would you do? I'm going to give it a two and I do feel bad because it's my first review and I do like everyone involved and I do like Hallmark. It just, this one wasn't for me. Yeah, I agree. I feel the same. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode. It's Baker Publishing Group. If you're looking for your next summer read, check out Where the Road Bends from author Rachel Fordham. In a desperate bid to save her family's land, Nora King agrees to marry a man she barely knows. But just days before the wedding, she comes across a badly injured stranger who upends all her plans and steals her heart along the way. For more information on Rachel and her books, go to www.rachelfordham.com. That's www.rachelfordham.com. Then next we have Road Trip Romance. This is on the 14th. On Hallmark Channel, Natalie Hall, Corey Sevier, director Samantha Wan, writers J.B. White and Steve Stephen N. White. An escalating series of unfortunate events keep delaying a young woman's journey to her sister's wedding, a journey she is forced to take with the guy who was her biggest rival in high school. So, Megan, why don't you start with this one? What did you overall think about it? Well, I do love Natalie Hall. She's so fun to watch. Um, I thought it was cute in some ways. I do kind of think it missed the mark a little bit. It could have been, I think you mentioned this also, that could have been a little bit funnier. Um, I did think when they were driving, there was a scene and she said she doesn't listen to music or podcasts. I was like, no podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it was, it was decent. I thought it was entertaining, but I, I think it, it missed the mark a little bit. Yeah. Most of the time in Hallmark movies, podcasters are like the ultimate villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're talking about it on the podcast. Oh, that's very suspect. <laughs> I remember this going all the way back to uh, the um, magical Christmas ornaments. And if you remember that one with Jessica Landis and Brendan Penny, mm-hmm. well, her ex, she, uh, her, her ex uh, goes on a podcast and spills all the <laughs> details about their relationship. And uh, <laughs> it's just very suspect. Like, oh, we went on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much all the other times it's like that. But uh, what did you overall think of this movie, uh, Betsy? Mm, well, I was like, really another roadblock in this road trip. I mean, come on, but I know that it was meant to be that way. Okay. I mean, referencing Outlander again, because anytime you have the opportunity, you might as well, uh, the Mackenzie, you know, Scottish festival. I was like, oh yeah, I got the call of Mackenzie, all that good stuff. So I was like, somebody's probably a fan. They're like, well, that's, that's a Scottish name. We will call it the Mackenzie fair. Uh, but you know, yeah. uh, it was interesting. Um, I like the outfits during that whole deal. Um, I, it also took place in October and this is a May movie. So that mm-hmm. was something that wrist. I was like, what? Yeah. See, yeah. it's like the paying attention to the little things that sometimes you're like, that should not have, you know, been in this time period and they were in thick coats and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, it, it was, um, it was interesting. <laughs> 
this is why we have Betsy on this podcast because the the, the meanest thing she's going to say is that it was interesting. <laughs> so nice. Um, so yeah, this was disappointing. I was hoping it would be better. I I do really enjoy Natalie, and I feel like there's a good movie buried in this movie, but just wasn't executed very well. I just did not think that it was funny enough for this kind of screwball antics that you have, you know, the ridiculousness of all the different stops and everything. I mean, and this type of movie goes all the way back to, uh, it could happen one night, like way back into the early, you know, like screwball comedies that you'd have bringing up baby, things like that. Uh, and so there's a, you know, kind of a long legacy, obviously, uh, even when Harry met Sally, things like that, you know, if you have, we have our, like a road trip kind of element and in order for that to work, you do need good chemistry, which I thought they had okay chemistry and you need that banter to be hopping. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't funny enough. I don't think I laughed one time. Um, and then also I, I usually don't say things like this on this podcast, you know, I'm a film critic. I usually give these movies a pretty, I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to lighting, sound, all those kinds of technicals, because I know the budgets and, you know, accepting sure what they are. This one was tough though. It, the sound mix was really bad. There were times when it was difficult to hear what the, the actors were saying. You could hear the road noise really loud. And, you know, that's just tough. I mean, they needed to do a better job in the ADR of making you be able to understand what the characters were saying to, to reduce the background noise more. I know that seems like a nitpick, but it was unusually bad, I thought, in this movie. Um, and I did think overall this movie was pretty poorly made. You could tell it was an acquisition. Um, so that was unfortunate. There were some cute moments. Like I liked kind of, them camping out in that barn that whole sort of segment was kind of cute um i thought everything with her sister was weird and the and then the weird friend i think dala i think it was dahlia or something like that she was very strange i mean that she was getting so much of her self-worth off of being the uh the maid of honor at this wedding and then she even lies at the end and that was i thought odd and um the renaissance fair stuff was pretty fun um odella her name was della della sorry the uh there were you know like a couple cute moments when they were in the car and yeah like talking about music and things like that and and uh, being on the debate team and they've lately i feel like that's been a, a lot of debate team on hallmark <laughs> been a point that i feel like a, a couple of different movies but we've had that as an element um i don't know i i wasn't like offended by it like i was a little bit by warming up to you but i just thought it wasn't done very well which was a bummer yeah the the older couple the that you know picks mm -hmm. the mechanic that they were kind of creepy yeah they really were 
<laughs> and then I'm like, so you you invite them over to your house, and then you're like, oh, you have to sleep in the tent. I mean, it was a nice tent, but still, it's like it's kind of confusing. And then not telling them that they weren't even going to use electricity, yeah. and then the way they the way they delivered it, I was like, oh. <laughs> It definitely felt like Hallmark or horror. Yes, yes. I would explain that to my husband. I was like, there's this thing. And I was like, this is an example of that. Because in any other movie, this is this would be the beginning of the end for these two. Well, and when I was talking to Natalie, because she did a movie for Lifetime, Stalked by a Prince. And then she also did uh, Fit for a Prince, I think is what it was called. Anyway, those two movies with the same prince in both movies with Jonathan Keltz playing both. And I'm like, this is a great idea. Every homework <laughs> movie should have a lifetime thriller attached to it with the same cast. And they could just go three weeks on one, three weeks on the other. It would be great. Yeah. This one would be perfect for that. <laughs> this would be perfect. <laughs> you wouldn't hardly have to reshoot hardly any scenes. You just, just change the background music yeah. and you're good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh well yeah. betsy what would you give this one one to five um <laughs> you go I first make all it. the time sorry <laughs> no I, and i just patiently wait for any to be called um so i did feel like it was two different movies with a family and uh, right it was weird um but i would give it like a one crown can Ooh, i yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what do you think megan think See, I thought this one was a little better than the other one, so maybe I'll give it two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree with you. Two and a half. It certainly wasn't a success, but there were a few more. I don't know. Their problems were different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. All problems. All right. Next, we had Romance to the Rescue. This was on the 21st and uh, Hallmark Channel. Uh, Andrew Brooks, Marcus Rosner, Nathan Vitti. I said his name wrong in previous episodes. Sorry about that. Um, director Heather Hawthorne Doyle, writer Barbara Kamika. Kind of cool that all three of these movies all had female directors. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Trevor, the man- new manager of the grocery store where Kira works, seems to check off all the boxes when it comes to what she's looking for in love. When her well-meaning coworker tells dog-loving Trevor that Kira has an agility-trained dog, she plays along. Trevor is excited for Kira to enter her dog in the upcoming agility contest the store is sponsoring, leaving her with a canine quandary. She must adopt a dog and get him to competition-ready stat. With the help of Mark, the head of the dog rescue, she may pull it off and learn some lessons of her own along the way. So this was definitely my favorite of the three by far, as far as how much channel, uh, I think it, that Andrea was really cute, sweet in it. I thought that her and Marcus had pretty good chemistry. It's like the story is nothing that's going to change my life, but like, it was fine. It was cute. Uh, the dog was cute. <laughs> this, this was a, you know, like what you, when you sit down to watch a Hallmark movie, this is basically kind of what you expect. And it was enjoyable on that level. I thought it was definitely my favorite of the three on Hallmark channel. Um, But what did you think of it, Betsy? 
Well, I have the weirdest thing for some reason when I recorded it, it recorded everyone like with a strong red cast. So they all looked like they had a bad sunburn and really bright red <laughs> lipstick on. So I watched it about halfway and it was just bugging me. So I'm going to have to like delete that recording and re-record it. And hopefully they look like they have, you know, not uh, lobster skin, but, um, from what I did see of it, it was so fun. Andrea had so much energy. I was yeah. like, my goodness, this girl is the perkiest thing in the world. And it was funny how it started out. I thought the beginning of it was different than other movies, like how they just began the whole thing, like right into her list and whatnot. And the whole scene when she, like her friend came to the rescue, like she has a dog and it was just getting worse and worse. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And she's just all of a sudden in this big mess. But I, I liked what I've seen of it. Oh my gosh. And that dog, that sweet, beautiful dog, it's eyes and it's fur. I was just like, I want to hug it all day long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it was great. It was probably my favorite as well, except for Rip and Time because it yeah. felt like Outlander. But anyway. <laughs> well, I, I, Rip and Time is my favorite. But it's just as far as Hallmark Channel, then Romance to the Rescue is my favorite uh, on the regular mm -hmm. channel. But uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely a canine quandary as the, as the summary says. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had never heard of a specific dog agility uh, thing. Obviously, I've heard of you know dog contests and things like that. And I'm not, I still wasn't sure why the the grocery store was sponsoring this. <laughs> what was going yeah. on there? Uh, but we we should all take a lesson that if you have a, a must have checklist, never put it on your like fridge where everybody can see it. And when you're <laughs> don't don't show it where everyone can see it because uh, it's only going to get you into trouble. I've never had a Hallmark movie that was as fixated on everything being gluten free as this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah that, it was interesting yeah I mean it was on her list which I feel like whatever my partner eats is fine with me as long as he doesn't make me eat it and isn't like a brat when I make something um if he's as long as he's not rude he can eat whatever he wants I don't care um I think that's a weird thing to have on your must-have list Agreed. Yeah. My, my sister has a uh, celiac disease and she's gluten-free, but no one else in her family is. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes she eats different things. Sometimes they eat the gluten-free things. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not definitely not a, um, deal breaker yeah. <laughs> by any means. Right. I mean, I guess I can see if you're talking vegan and it's like something that's more of a, a ethical belief, ethical choice, kind of a thing, part of who you are, then that makes a little more sense to me why you'd want a partner who was at least supportive, I guess, of you eating that way. But, uh, but when it's something like gluten-free versus like, which kind of bread you eat, I just don't think yeah. that's a, a big deal. What do you think Betsy about that? Um, yeah, I mean, unless it's like a major celiac thing where you can't have cross-contamination, uh, mm -hmm. where that's like a serious health thing, but if it's like a preference, I mean, eh, eh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of silly. Yeah, right. I, I used to go, I used to try to eat gluten-free, but then I don't know why, cause I eat regular cheeses all the time and it seems fine. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I, who knows it was silly, but I bet those bars were good. They seemed like good crunchy snack bars. <laughs> Yeah, the the veterinarian bills for this 
for this woman would be very high. <laughs> it would be very, you eats the chapstick and uh, constantly going to the vet. Uh, it would be, it would be steep for her. Um, and it's, it's, I did appreciate that the dog wasn't super, or actually super obedient in the end. You know, he won't go through the tunnel and all of that. Was that was cute. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was cute that it was Kira and Kevin. They're match made in heaven. <laughs> that was cute. Um, and I thought that Marcus and Andrea had nice chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They were cute together. Mm-hmm. She was the most likable of the type A Hallmark ladies that we had on the Hallmark channel this month. Yeah. It was all type A and she was the most likable. She, you know, wasn't too judgmental or, you know, she knew what she wanted in life, but she was also willing to, you know, change a little. And it was in that dog, mm-hmm. the eyes on that dog. Oh my gosh. It really was a cute, cute dog. <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah. They always do a good job with Hallmark dogs. But uh, uh, we're going to see if on IMDb it says the name of the dog. Sometimes they Sam do. Sam and Nova. I think the dog's real name is Nova, if that helps. That, uh, that its name, the name is Nova. It's cute. That's cute. Anyway, I, I enjoyed this. I will give this, um, I'll give it four crowns out of five. It was fun. Uh, what do you think, uh, Megan? I think I do three and a half. Yeah. And Betsy? Oh, let's do three and three quarters. All know. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're going to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and we have Heart of the Matter. And this uh, stars Amy Teagarden and Gail O'Grady, Andrew Zacker, Chandler Massey, Um, Director Mark Jean, writer Karen Strzok, and it's Andy is a cardiologist who is devastated by the accidental death of a patient. As she and his grieving mother overcome their sorrow through forgiveness, they learn that acceptance leads to hope. So what did you overall think of this one, Megan? This one was sad. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I thought it was, you know, I had some issues with the storyline. There's things in the plot that didn't make too much sense to me um but but i did think i thought the acting was pretty good and but i just it was just really sad for me and i didn't like i just didn't really want that i guess i want Mm -hmm. either i i either want happy you know romance rom-coms or i like i said i like the mysteries this just this one wasn't really for me um and there were some things that just didn't make sense i felt that her giving her cell phone number was the real problem, not the driving problem. I mean, I, yeah. I mean that that you shouldn't give your cell phone number if you're on call, or you're not on call because you're not going to be always watching your phone and you won't yeah. always be available. So I thought the fact that she didn't tell him to call nine one one was the real issue. Yeah. What did you think, Betsy, of this one? Well, I cannot handle medical shows they freak me out so i skipped this one so my impact will be very minimal on this and also i don't want to be sad when i watch these i I agree with you that's not why i watch them so i was like okay medical eh." and then the (laughs) storyline was like wow depressing so i did not watch it i apologize well we will be spoiling some parts so 
Oh yeah. All sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I said in my, in my little capsule review that I did that I felt like this felt like an episode of Grey's Anatomy and I was shut down very quickly by the Grey's Anatomy fans. So I apologize. But what I meant by that is that in those kinds of medical dramas, uh, whichever one that you happen to like, they usually have sort of a disease of the week kind of a thing. Where's ER? ER, you can say. And yeah, they have sort of a, a disease of the week that the the doctors are confronted with, and then they sometimes make a mistake, or they sometimes have there's some kind of conflict along with the treatment of that disease, and that's basically what you've got here. But the pro- part of the problem was I agree with you about. Uh, the the expectation that they should be giving that level of guidance to every part of this person's life is ridiculous, not not realistic. But then also, it really wasn't a medical drama for most of the runtime. It was a legal drama for most of the runtime about you know who's capable culpable for what, back and forth, and 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 that was just not that interesting to me. I mean, and I I just felt like why are these people you know sort of behaving this way like i don't think she should have gone over to their house that was a big mistake with especially when you've got litigation pending like that's just stupid um she's supposed to be a smart doctor um but then again i felt bad because i don't think she actually did anything wrong so and she's i mean she's spiraling i need to give up her practice completely and and so I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't great. Like I was trying to accept it for what it was, but I think even on that level, it's like a medical drama. I would still rather watch something like Grey's Anatomy or, or Mm. ER or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like if there was some sort of mystery of like what was wrong, but there was no really any talk about any medical diagnosis. Really. We never even found out what he had. I don't Mm -hmm. why he even had you know those why he had the issues and got into the car accident we never even i don't even think they ever tell us yeah that's true yeah it's kind of implied that he's like on the spectrum to some degree but like yeah because he loves the the like the attention to detail that he had on and everything that he set up and in his life and everything and um but as far as the seizures and things like that. Yeah. The seizures, they never yeah. explain that. Mm-mm. Yeah. And again, I mean, anytime you call a doctor, it says, if this is a medical or psychiatric emergency, hang up and dial 911. Right. Like the, the fact that it, her voicemail wouldn't say that, that she wouldn't have mentioned that that was, and they, they sort of cover that at the very end, but it was for me that I just kept, couldn't get that out of my head and then like you said she mm-hmm. just fire I mean she breaks up with her boyfriend and that cute kid and mm-hmm. um you know and I felt like the hospital should have been more advocating for her or certainly had more I mean legal support and other support because they're liable too uh, but she was just kind of left out to dry and I feel like that most maybe I'm wrong. People that are in medicine can correct me, but I would think they would have some kind of mental health care, some kind of, uh, support for someone that's going through this, this kind of situation. Uh, but it seemed like they would at least have kind of a plan of what uh, to do when you're sued and things like that. Uh, but it was more about this lawsuit than it was about 
medicine and I don't know. Uh, the we did get a lot of plane flights being purchased that weren't used. <laughs> they seemed. Yeah, I know because <laughs> that was crazy. Who does that? Yeah, because he's a pilot, the guy. And so he buys her a ticket so that he can take her into the into the uh, um, cockpit and explain, you know, that he's not perfect. People aren't perfect. She's not going to be perfect. Um, and then she leaves and not goes, but he had to buy her at the plane flight to go. And then the second time at, at the end of the movie, she buys another plane ticket. And so <laughs> they, they were, uh, they were uh, getting those frequent flyer miles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were refundable tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, I think you can actually, maybe not actually get on the plane, but I think you can get a kind of a um, pass if you go through all the security and you go through like to, because there's like restaurants and there's other stuff that sometimes need to be serviced and things like that. So I think you actually can get a pass. I don't know if they'd actually allow you to go on the plane, but yeah, you can, you definitely can because I've done it because I work, um, with restaurants and some mm. of them are in the um in the terminals and you have to like fill out a form and then they take you through the security and it's really not that big of a deal um but yeah i've never we don't do anything on the plane so i've never been on the plane but yeah they're definitely i think him being a pilot he probably could have gotten her through security somehow without actually purchasing a flight <laughs> but right. who knows i mean if, you know but yeah but <laughs> Oh, I've had to go through that before and I wasn't actually flying. Yeah. The whole rom-com rush to the airport thing Mm -hmm. has kind of lost its uh, its value in recent Because you can't go to the, (laughs) yeah, because you can't go all the way to the gate. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So this one, I would give it, I think, two crowns just for the quality of the acting, but I would never watch it again. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I would say like, two and a half yeah yeah. something around there something around there exactly all right we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like jessica miller carrie from hallmark comics and more you can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Talk about ripping time on the 22nd, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, starring Tori DeVito and Niall Mater. And it's Sarah is an organic farmer who meets a man named Rip Van Winkle Jr. who claims to be from 1787. Soon she discovers old-fashioned romantic feelings that might be just as crazy as his story. So, Betsy, you're a big fan of this one. What did you think? Well, I just, I, I loved it. It felt different. The tone and everything, obviously being on movies and mysteries. And it felt like you, it it felt like mystical, like you were in Scotland in this beautiful, like overcast green, you know, 
area, like his whole trip to that cave. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. It looks like Scotland. Uh, but I mean, of course, I, just because I like Outlander, I was like, God, it feels like Outlander. And he's a red coat, um, sort of, but he was fighting for the American side. So that doesn't apply. But anyway, um, <laughs> I thought Tori was great. Her hair was adorable. I loved her blonde bob. And Niall did a great job playing. Like he was so like, you know, new to everything. And I thought it worked really well. And it was a nice change of pace compared to the other movies. And I'm trying to think what else, what else? The dad was funny. It was all funny. They didn't go to a lot of locations now that you're thinking about it, except for just like the barn. And then they went to New York city. So that was kind of nice to see him in that. And then I thought they thought it out well, like with the, the musket ball that he was shot with and how they played that. And then I don't like sci-fi stuff. Like, but I feel like Outlander is not like sci-fi, but I don't like sci-fi stuff, but I thought this was because they tried to tie in the quantum theory and all that good stuff. I was like, oh, okay. That kind of works. Is that what Dr. Who is like? I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I really, really liked it. I yeah. thought it was great. So I hope you all did too. <laughs> I did very much. And when it started, it was, I was thinking, oh no, this is just too silly. This is ridiculous, but it kind of won me over. Uh, it was so charming and yeah, I agree. The, it, it did kind of have a little bit of a, of a doctor who feel in the sense of they don't really, I mean, they have like a little bit where they try to explain the time travel and how he got there, but they don't really worry about the, uh, the, the, the ripples in time and how this would change like history or whatever. They don't worry about that because, uh, who cares? Um, it's the same thing with Dr. Who. They don't care. He's, he's zipping all around in the future and in the past, making all these changes, saving people's lives, doing different things. And they never take time, almost never in Dr. Who to actually sort of be like, what would happen if you, if somebody actually came in time and changed like Charles Dickens life or, uh, or Rosa Parks life, or, you know, some of the kind of things, uh, they don't worry about that on that show. Uh, and, because uh, it, I don't know, it just doesn't matter. It's it's just a fun, silly show, um, and I think that that's the case here. I I I thought that they had really nice chemistry, and it, I agree. I thought it was just something fun and different and unique, and uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, Megan, what about you? I thought it was really cute too. I yeah. did like it. Um, I thought you know there was moments where I thought it was just going to be super cheesy. But then I felt the writing was really good. Like when mm -hmm. um, he's talking about America and like the American dream and all that. And I thought, oh gosh, are they going to, you know, hold hands and start singing the national anthem? <laughs> but then she said, you know, we, I don't know if we have it all right, but we keep trying and that's what's important. And I thought, wow, that was, that's good. Like I liked that. I liked that it was positive yet realistic. Um, so I just thought that was, the writing was good. I thought all the jokes about women wearing pants was just hilarious. Um, it, I, yeah, I thought it was really cute. I thought um, Niall did a really good job of kind of playing that fish out of water um, character. And they, it was funny. I laughed out loud several times and it was cute. And let's not forget about the kissing in the rain scene <laughs> i knew it was coming because our friend ann had mentioned it on twitter and she was like what is this the notebook you know like, <laughs> I was like it is. that was quite the kiss yes it was yes <laughs> uh, 
I and then the dancing scene was really good. Very mm-hmm. swoon-worthy, I thought. Yeah, I loved him in the city. That was really funny. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> um, and the little boy, Henry, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. He was very cute. He was good. Um, and uh, I think Casey Manderson's character, it worked for me because I like him as an actor and uh, been a fan of his for a long time. I do think he was like a little tiny bit Hallmark horror. Like he was a little possessive. Like he owned her kind of feeling. And I'm like, yeah, what have they been on like one date? Yeah. At one point he says, I love you or I love her. And I thought, well, are they really even dating? Right. I didn't, you know, but yeah. But, and don't forget the big shocker. They, they use the words baby daddy. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? That's true. <laughs> like that was a shocker. I couldn't believe it. And then when she said, you know, you don't always have to get married. I thought, wow, this is different for Hallmark. I mean, you know, usually yeah, that is the case that they, you know, they don't, they're not in the same room or anything until they're married, let alone having a child and not be married. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, definitely a little bit more progressive for Hallmark. Yeah. Well, and this whole, uh, the, the brandy that made him fall asleep for 233 years. I mean, that beats, uh, that beats, uh, the, uh, 20 years for the original Rip Van Winkle story. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, normally they, unless it's a wine movie, they don't really have the characters drinking. Oh, and the grandfather gets hung over. Right. Uh, they were pretty, Niall was pretty good with that, um, grass kazoo that he did, I thought. I've never seen that before. Yeah, he got I've a never lot seen of sound out do of that. It. Yeah, me, me too. So he decides he doesn't go back, uh, and uh, I, I, I guess that's the best ending that you could have for the story, because otherwise she'd have to bring Henry back with her, um, and that would be kind of, I don't know. They just it, you, you, that would be the only. This is the only way that you could really have the story end. I think. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, it'd be hard to go back in the past, like to live without electricity after having electricity. Right. Versus the other way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can get used to electricity without having it before, but going backwards, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. And I did like his sort of response to seeing things like light, mm-hmm. the little, more of the little things like the light and the accents people have. And, and like you said, the pants, that was pretty good. That was funny. Uh, so Betsy, what would you give this one? One to five? Uh, I would totally give it a five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, uh, Megan? I do four and a half. I agree. Four and a half for me. It was very fun. Uh, so let us know if you're listening, what you think of these movies, where were you at them? What, uh, how many crowns would you give them? We'd love to hear it in the comment section or on Twitter. And Betsy, thanks so much for joining us. And where can people find your podcast and you on social media? Oh, sure thing. Well, thank you for having me. This was super fun. Uh, Hallmark Happenings, you can just Google it and it comes all up. But uh, you can go to www.hallmarkhappenings.com or just Google and it all pops up. Follow me on Instagram and that good old thing called YouTube. I would appreciate it. Yes, definitely. And Megan, what about you? So on Instagram, I'm Megan Ruth 
320 and on Twitter, I'm Megan D320. You can follow me there. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure that you're following the podcast on Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes to our podcast or Betsy's podcast, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. It helps us so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, ladies. This was a lot of fun and uh, we'll look forward to more movies coming in June. So (laughs) it'll be great. (laughs) Thanks everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.